0: This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger. At GCNLife.com.
1: Mr. Gorbachev.
2: Down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. 10,
3: 9, 8, 7, 6, 5.
4: Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris.
5: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Of course, it's Sunday night. It's Jim Paris Live. Good to be with you tonight. We've got a lot of great topics lined up for you in hour number one. I have to say, this is probably going to be the biggest variety of topics maybe that we've ever had going in a lot of different directions in our number one. I want to give you a little bit of a preview. There is uh, apparently another Trump schedule leak. The president's schedule has been leaked again. That's right now trending number one on Drudge. I also want to talk about this new diet called the keto diet. I guess it's not new, but it's sort of like really gaining steam. Look at it this way. When I find out about a diet... It's the next fad. It's like I find out about it, you know, a little bit late. So it's reaching critical mass because I found out about it. I want to talk about it. Valentine's Day is this week. And I want to ask you, you know, what do you do for the, for Valentine's Day? Um, if some of you want to send me emails, Jim at ChristianMoney.com, Jim at ChristianMoney.com. I'll read some of those. I'm going to tell you tonight what I do for Valentine's Day for my wife. And it might surprise you a little bit. Uh I don't go for any of these scams you hear on the radio. Uh a lot of times um I guess I shouldn't say that because they're probably all sponsoring my show tonight. Um but I don't go for the really high price stuff. Let me put it that way. They're not really scams, but like the super high price stuff like I don't spend like $200 on pajamas and things like that. Uh, So I'll tell you what I do uh, tonight. Uh, It's pretty low cost. Anybody can do it. And it's much appreciated, especially if you're on a budget. Uh, Bitcoin is going to be available to be held in your Fidelity account. That's right. That's right. And that's huge. We're going to get into that tonight as well. Jesse Jackson Jr. He's, I guess, officially out of prison now. And he and his mother have a book that has been released. We're going to talk about that. And also a review of the GoPro Hero 7 camera. For those of you that are interested in in video or you're doing the YouTube channel thing or just taking video for, you know, family, maybe you're using video in your business. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience with the GoPro Hero 7. But we... Oh, Tonight's guest, got to tell you about that, hour number two, uh, filmmaker Justin Fall is here tonight in our number two, and we're going to be talking about this fascinating documentary. It's It's two hours long, and it's called Belly of the Beast, and I got this DVD, I think a week and a half or two weeks ago. And a lot of times with these DVDs, I kind of, I'll watch five or ten minutes, fast forward, watch another few minutes in the middle, and then watch a little bit at the end. I sat here today riveted watching this DVD. It's all about the return of the Antichrist and some really spooky, scary, mysterious things about the U.S., our founding, And uh, some really cryptic messages, especially throughout the architecture and uh, design of Washington, D.C. Just some really incredible stuff, including uh, commentary on Bohemian Bohemian growth, which is something I know that uh, a lot of you are interested in. Uh, as well, especially if you're a follower of Alex Jones. So that is tonight in hour number two. The DVD is called Belly of the Beast, the ancient mystery that holds the secret of the Antichrist's resurrection and return. That'll be tonight in hour two. Next week in hour two, it is confirmed we did uh, get him rebooked. He was not able to be with us the last time we had him scheduled. There was a problem. He was sick, I guess. But we are now confirming that Charles Brandt, author of I Heard You Paint Houses, is going to be here next week. Now, this is the new movie that will be coming out in the fall. It's got a lot of big names in it, including Robert De Niro, and it is about the death of Jimmy Hoffa. The mystery of Jimmy Hoffa's death may have been solved in this book, in the movie, and we'll be talking about that next week in our number two. But we start tonight with the topic of a government shutdown. And it looks like it is getting more and more possible, maybe more than a 50-50 chance, that we're going to see a government shutdown again this week when time runs out. If I understand this right, it's hard to follow, (laughs) follow all of this, but it looks like by Friday midnight, the government is going to shut down unless there is some kind of a deal. And what I'm hearing is that The Democrats are just they're just not budging on this this border wall. And what will be really fascinating to see if the government, in fact, does shut down again is if the Democrats get blamed this time, because here we have Trump. He 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 got the blame the last time the government was shut down for 35 days. The Dems said, look, go ahead and and sign the temporary spending bill. And we will then negotiate in good faith. You've got to reopen the government first, then we will negotiate in good faith. And apparently they just really are not uh, negotiating in good faith. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week, because if Trump goes along after all of this, if Trump goes along with another extension of time, I don't know if his base can take that again. I mean, I almost had a heart attack when he reopened the government without money for a wall this last time. And here we are again. Uh, it looks like time could be running out. Uh, and I guess there's some new rule in the Senate that they have to uh, have like three full days, 72 hours to review new legislation. So what they were saying was that the the plan was that the legislation and all that would be finalized by this past you know, Friday, two nights ago, and that would give them the week to get everything squared away so that we wouldn't be up against this deadline. And here we are. There still is no deal at this moment. And we are facing the possibility of another shutdown. I'm just going to be really fascinated if the government does shut down again uh, to see how the media spins this. Because it seemed like the media was starting to... Even in recent uh, weeks, uh, last couple of weeks, I've been noticing the media sort of putting Dems a little bit on the spot, asking them about, hey, are you going to meet Trump halfway? You know, this kind of thing. And if their position is absolutely no money for any kind of a barrier, whether it is a fence or, or slats or a concrete wall or whatever it is, you know, if there's no money for a barrier, I just don't see Trump. Going along with it this time, I I I really think he's going to let it shut down. And maybe this shutdown could even be longer than the last shutdown. Uh, but here we go again. So that's uh, sort of the top story to watch on all of your uh, talk shows this week. Uh, you'll be seeing uh, probably a lot of discussion, especially on the Talking Heads uh, cable TV networks as well. All right. So there's another leak of Trump's schedule And. Apparently, this whole controversy is over the entry in his schedule each day that is made reference to as, quote unquote, executive time. This is where he does not actually have appointments with anyone, and he is sort of left on his own. Now, in my opinion, I don't really care. I don't care how many appointments the president has each day. I'm not really sure that anybody cares about this, but this is somehow a really big deal. And it's it's trending right now on the top of Drudge, along with the possibility of a government shutdown. We also have this story that the president's schedule has been leaked again. Now, what's risky about these leaks is that this is a real violation of security protocol, because in theory, no one is really supposed to know where the president is in the White House who he's meeting with, what his schedule is, where he might be at any given point. He might, you know, be mobile. He might be moving around. This is a security issue, but I'm not sure that people really care if the president has unstructured time. The implication is that he's doing nothing during this time, which is certainly not true. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about this, and then we'll shift gears and get into the keto diet. We'll be back. Hello everybody this is radio talk show host Jim Paris for free com. if you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love .com pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family that website again is freesurvivalgifts.com check it out freesurvivalgifts.com
6: many people believe they don't control their own destiny because they haven't chosen to take the first step towards the life they've always dreamed of let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future imagine working from home earning the income you deserve start small or dream big work part-time or full-time you choose the pace just visit startlivingyoung.com that's startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health products company that spent five years on the Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing private companies in America list. With over a billion a year in sales, they'll provide all the tools you need to thrive and succeed. And you'll be blown away by how little it takes to get started. Visit StartLivingYoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab at the top of the page. 2019 will be the year your new life begins. Your destiny in the awaits
2: at startlivingyoung.com.
4: listening to Jim Paris live.
5: All right, we are back. A special hello to all of my friends that are listening over at talkstreamlive.com. Uh, of course, we've got radio stations around the country that do carry the program and uh, more and more people. I, I I'll tell you this. Monday afternoons, I will uh, log in and just look at the downloads because this show gets syndicated on Monday mornings through all of the podcast platforms. And I am just shocked at the huge number of downloads we are getting and thank you to everybody that's listening on download listening on local radio stations but especially hello to everybody listening over tonight at talkstreamlive.com it's really fun over at talkstreamlive.com to go over there and you know see my show trending above all these other big names and i think to myself and man i'm doing this show out of a a spare bedroom in my house and of course we are connected uh, by high speed internet to Minneapolis to the GCN studios they put it up on satellite stream it over the internet but uh there's just me and I have one producer and then of course we have an engineer uh, up in Minneapolis uh and there are no 20 million dollar a year salaries <laughs> i guess you know those other guys can probably laugh at me because even though my show might be more popular than theirs online uh they're getting that kind of money and i'm not so in any case we'll shift gears here and and that's why i have to be a little bit more frugal on valentine's day which we'll get to that in just a moment but uh, this is fascinating to me this keto diet This key, I believe it's the actual official terminology is ketogenic diet. So what I did was I do this every so often on my Facebook page. I'll just like post a word or two words with a question mark. And people don't really know what I'm saying. Am I saying that I like something? I don't like something. So here's what I did today. I posted up on my Facebook page and you can follow me on Facebook. You can friend me all of that. Uh, My name on Facebook is James L. Paris, middle initial L, and we also have the uh, Facebook fan page, christianmoney.com. So I just posted on Facebook, you know those white letters you can put with the red background? So I just posted up there, keto diet, question mark. That's it. (laughs) I posted that, and then I just kind of left that to see what would happen. And it is just going crazy, the number of people that are commenting here. I want to read a couple of these comments to you, because some of this is just really blowing my mind. Okay, so here's a comment. I won't mention his last name, but his name is Rick. And he says here that he and his wife started the keto diet about two and a half weeks ago. He says he has lost 22 pounds and his wife has lost 10 pounds. Wow. Wow. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, uh, what this is all about. And let me give you the backstory in this. So Friday night, um, my wife and I, we have some really good friends. They are from Japan. He's actually from Korea. She's from Japan. And they become good friends of ours. And they invited us over to their home on Friday night for an authentic Japanese dinner. And she made something called Japanese curry, which I had never had. I'd had you know, the Indian style of curry, Uh, a girlfriend I had in college, her parents were missionaries to India, and she knew how to make the actual real legitimate Indian curry. And that was great. Real, super spicy. Not not really the case with the Japanese curry, which was wonderful, fantastic with the uh, white sticky rice and all that. So we're eating this. They serve us this food, and the two of them are not eating with us. And it was kind of awkward. (laughs) I said, Oh, thank you so much. This is beautiful, but where are your plates? Why are you not eating? And they told us they weren't eating because they were on this keto diet. And it just sort of sparked my curiosity. I had heard about the keto diet and these two people, as many Asian people are, they're already kind of super skinny, which makes you wonder why they're dieting to begin with. But I guess it's sort of a health thing and, and all of that. But, uh, I mean, this one comment here, this guy says he lost 22 pounds in two and a half weeks. His wife has lost 10 pounds. And then, uh, sort of an, as an explanation here, somebody here says, tells me what it is. Let me see if I can find this comment. Okay. Uh, Raymond here on my Facebook says, it eliminates or minimizes the burning of sugar, and your body is now channeled into burning fat. You can still eat good fats. Do not just load up on more meat, but add fiber and vegetables is what he says. So I found this infographic over at cooksmarts.com. That's cooksmarts.com. And I put a link in this Discussion that's going on on my Facebook page, which, by the way, this is public, so you don't even really have to friend me on Facebook to go over there and read all of this. A ton of people commenting, and there's one more comment I want to get to in a minute, but let me tell you some of the foods you can have on the keto diet. It says here that you can have healthy fats and oils like butter, coconut oil, olive oil, high fat dressings, that's all fine. Dairy, you can have cheeses, sour cream, and even heavy cream. Protein, you can have eggs, beef, pork, chicken, and seafood. So far, this has sounded pretty good to me. Uh, Vegetables, dark leafy greens like spinach and bok choy, as well as other above ground vegetables. Fruits, you can have blackberries, raspberries, and strawberries. And uh, so you can also have nuts and seeds. It says here, I'm not much of a nuts and seeds type of a guy, but here are the things you can't eat. So this is not a panacea. So let's start out with, and and isn't every diet now about this, you got to get rid of the starchy vegetables. So you can't have potatoes. Um, You you can't have, um, it looks like turnips are in here. Um, Probably carrots would be included in that. Um, so that means, uh, okay. Also pastas, breads, rice, and cereals. There you go. You just ruined my world. Uh, heavy carb foods that should be avoided pastas, breads, rice, and cereals. But you know what? I know this will work because I have done a couple of diets like this before, like the Atkins diet and some other diets where you get rid of all of the, uh, the carbs and the starchy vegetables. But, uh, you know, this, this diet looks a little bit more flexible um, it says you're not supposed to have milk here, uh, no potato chips, no TV dinners, no processed food, no low-fat anything. That sounds good. You you don't you shouldn't eat low-fat, and then you have to stay away from sweets, candies, and cakes. So this is called the keto diet, and there's I guess a lot of different ways of doing this. But what I did today to try to maybe get started on this was just started researching some recipes online. Some people here in this discussion thread have recommended some books and some different things here. The one thing, though, that scared me, and I can see if I could find it to read it to you. Um, there's so many comments here. Let me see here. Okay, here we go. This is from Maria. She says, the keto diet is okay if you do it right, because as soon as you, but as soon as you stop, You can gain back more than double the weight. (laughs) And somebody else said this too. They said, you lose these big chunks of fat, but as soon as you go back, the chunks of fat will return and you'll never be able to get rid of them. And that just kind of scared me. It says that you're like literally changing the chemical uh, process of your body. And when you do that and you stick with this eating plan, you lose just all this weight really quickly. But then if you go back to it, it's like you gain it all back. And according to Maria here, you actually gain back double. So It's kind of a scary decision to make if that's actually true. The keto diet. If any of you are doing that, give me an email shout out. Jim at ChristianMoney.com. Let me know your thoughts on it. When we come back, Valentine's Day. Do you have to go broke? I think not. We'll be back.
6: detoxify, lose weight, and restore balance to your body by simply drinking tea. Surprised? Dr. Miller's Holy Tea can help you feel better and even lose weight, because Holy Tea is a unique herbal tea blend of all natural ingredients, specially formulated by Dr. Bill Miller. Call this number, 888-660-7039, or click drmillersclinic.com. Take the first step toward better health. Drink tea from Dr. Miller's clinic. USA Radio News with Wendy King.
3: Virginia's top three Democratic leaders are facing controversial allegations. Governor Ralph Northam vows to stay in office amid a scandal generated by a racist photo in his medical school yearbook.
7: Virginia also needs someone who is strong, who has empathy, who has courage, and who has a moral compass. And that's why... I'm not going anywhere.
3: Northam spoke to CBS this morning. Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax is facing accusations of sexual assault. Attorney General Mark Herring admits to wearing blackface while he was in college in the 1980s. Virginia House Delegate Patrick Hope plans to introduce articles of impeachment on Monday following the two separate claims of sexual assault by the state's Democratic Lieutenant Governor. The bill would then have to be approved by the House, and then the Senate would hold a trial. You're listening to USA Radio News.
4: Are listening to Jim Paris Live.
5: All right, we are back. And this week, of course, is Valentine's Day. I don't know what you do for Valentine's Day, but I've been married for 32 years. And I don't know, I think there was a time maybe when I was younger and I was super busy and had a lot of money. I would do the, you know, call the 800 number where you can order the flowers for 150 bucks. I think I did that a number of years, and now there's a lot of options. You can get all kinds of different candies and strawberries and all kinds of, like, you got all these uh, silk pajamas and... All this stuff you can, you know, 100, 200 bucks. You know, you can easily spend a lot of money, and it, it's it's more of a convenience thing. So for people that want to spend the money and don't have the time, it's a good option, I guess. Um, but let me tell you what I do, and this will sound like a super cheapskate thing. And no, I don't celebrate the day after. That's I, I I know people that do that. They say, you know what, I'm gonna pretend that Valentine's Day is on the fifteenth so i can go to the store and buy everything at like 90% off because every everybody all the stuff that didn't sell is they're trying to give it away right on the 15th i don't do that i i guess that might be maybe the smartest money move or buy buy all that stuff on the 15th and then hide it in your house somewhere <laughs> and break it out the next year on the 14th that that might even be smarter but What I do is this, I go to, um, we have a really nice grocery store pretty near where I live and I just go in there and buy like a nice bouquet of flowers and I put them in a vase that I already have and I present them to my wife. Sometimes I'll, you know, drive them up to her work and drop them off at her work. Or sometimes I'll just give them to her when she gets home. And I, I'm going to say on average, that costs me about fifteen bucks, maybe ten bucks sometimes, depending on what the flowers are that I get. And she loves it, especially when I you know drive it up to her work and drop it off there for her. Um, you know, she loves to have them at her work, on her desk and all that. So you know th- that's what I do. I don't know, you know, some of you have different ideas. Uh, you know, uh, I always hear from people every year that. the the deal where you wait until the next day. (laughs) I don't know if that's a safe thing to do. I guess if you're in a really good, solid relationship and your spouse appreciates your frugality, maybe waiting until the next day for the deals and then, you know, convincing your spouse. uh, I guess you could do that in all the holidays, right? You could not do Christmas on Christmas. You could do it on the 26th and then go out and get all the bargains and, and save money. But uh, it's tough if you're, you know, wife or girlfriend is sort of like the only one that's not getting uh, something. But people go crazy on Valentine's. And my wife works at a school. So she tells me some of the the just crazy things. They actually have had to, like, pass, like, a rule at the school now that you're not allowed as a student there to be able to carry around all of your Valentine's swag. Because some of the kids... They'll get like giant bears, like stuffed animals that are bigger than the kid, delivered to the school. And it's almost like a fire hazard. They're dragging these giant stuffed animals through the hallways. Balloons they're carrying that are bumping along the ceiling and candy in, in the school. You know, you don't want candy in the school. And what happens when kids eat candy? They go nuts. Uh, they're already hyper enough. You give them a box of chocolates and a Katie bar the door. But they've actually had to pass rules now that all of this stuff, all of your all of your Valentine swag has to like be held for you at the, the office, I guess. And then when you leave and go to the bus, you get to get all this stuff and bring it on the bus. I don't know how they fit it all on the bus, but I guess that's what they do now. Because parents... See, this was never really... I don't remember, and maybe I had a different childhood years ago. I don't remember my parents doing anything for me on Valentine's Day. The The, the most vivid memory I have of Valentine's Day growing up is... You go to school, right, and then everybody exchanges Valentines, those little, you go to the store and your mom and dad would buy you like that bag of Valentines cards, and you would then, you know, write all of your, you know, you're in kindergarten or the third grade or whatever, you'd write a name on each card for each other person in your class, and you would exchange those. And then sometimes there would be some candy that would be given out at the end of the day, that, that sort of thing. Um, I don't remember, though, like my I can I can guarantee you my parents never sent anything to the school for me. And I don't remember any other kid getting anything like sent to the school. And I certainly can tell you I never got like a giant stuffed bear with like a heart on it or anything like that. And I never knew anyone else that did either. This is kind of like, I guess, this new, you know, parent, this new parenting arrangement, which which. I guess my wife and I, we were talking about this the other day. I guess if you had the choice between a parent that just does not care about their kids is not involved in their life at all, or these new what they call hover parents or helicopter parents, where you go to their Facebook page and it's not their picture. It's their kid's picture and everything in their life is about their kid. And yeah, they're the ones probably sending the six foot tall <laughs> stuffed bear to school and um, I guess, you know, that's great. My parents were not like that. Um, I remember even when we had Little League baseball games, we would walk from our house up to the baseball field and play the game. I would come home and my parents would ask me, you know, did you win? What happened? Sometimes they would come to the game, but not always. Uh, and maybe more times I was there and they weren't, uh, probably. Uh, but now the parents come, the grandparents come, the uncles, the cousins. Umpires are getting beat up because kids are getting called out on strikes. I mean, it's it's over the top, The the involvement parents have in kids' lives. But in any cases... Uh, In any case, I'm avoiding, I I avoid all this, like, if I wanted to spend $100 or $200, I would rather take my wife out, like, for an overnight trip somewhere or buy a nice dinner or something like that, as opposed to, like, buying her some really expensive, you know, you call an 800 number and and some giant bear or pajamas or whatever arrives. I, I don't know, that's just me, but typically Valentine's Day uh, is maybe a 10 or $12 outlay for me. And my wife's one of those ladies that she appreciates the sentiment and it doesn't need to cost a lot of money uh, for her to feel like uh, I care and, and took the time to do that. In fact, I actually take more time probably than most guys, right? Because I go buy the flowers, I put them in a vase, I drive them to her work. So that's putting in a lot more time probably than most people do. All right, so let's move ahead here. Bitcoin. And Fidelity, yes, Fidelity Brokerage, the big investment house, is going to start supporting Bitcoin in March. Now, I don't have all of the details in front of me, but this is huge. I mean, Fidelity, this is one of the biggest investment companies in the world. They're now going to start out by offering custodial services for Bitcoin. That means that if you own Bitcoin, you can actually put it into an account at Fidelity. I don't know that they will right away be offering the service where you can actually buy Bitcoin through them. Maybe so. What I've read so far is that you'll be able to basically put on deposit your Bitcoin with Fidelity. And a lot of financial firms are moving in this direction, including Bank of America that uh, received a patent a few months ago, so that you'll be able to keep your cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and others, Possibly on deposit at Bank of America, where you have your checking and savings. This is huge for Bitcoin. There's going to be a lot of big news and press coverage about this in March. This is coming in about a month. And then about the same time, we don't know this for sure, but there's a lot of speculation that maybe around the same time that finally, after several years of trying that a bitcoin exchange traded fund will get approved this will mean that mutual funds um, you know hedge fund managers individual investors people will be able to buy bitcoin through the stock exchange now you can do it now but it's very limited uh, how you can do it Um, this will open up the floodgates to new investors. And I was reading some articles this afternoon that gave some really conservative projections. They said like if, you know, if every mutual fund just had like 1% of its money into cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, they're talking about Bitcoin from where it is tonight, $3,600, maybe going up to fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 or more for one single Bitcoin. It could happen. All right, after this break, Jesse Jackson Jr. and his mom have a new book out. We'll be back.
4: Listening to Jim Paris live. Well, if
5: you listen to the show on a regular basis, you just never know what I'm going to talk about. Somebody went to my YouTube channel this week and they uh, they posted a really uh, snarky comment. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was someone that was watching or listening to the replay of the interview I did on the kidnapping of the Lindbergh baby. Now that was a few months ago. But that replay of that show, especially on YouTube, it gets thousands of, of re of listens. Somebody posts it on there, you know, who is this guy? ChristianMoney dot com. He's a financial guy, and he's talking about the Lindbergh baby kidnapping. What in the world is this? You know, some kind of nasty comment. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um I, yeah, I'm a financial guy, but I'm interested in a lot of things. I mean, people who know me know I still play professionally as a trumpet player. I still actively practice the martial arts. I'm a third-degree black belt. I'm certified uh, you know, as a rape defense instructor. I do classes for women. I'm an NRA firearms instructor. Um, I also just bought an accordion. so put that on the what he's got it according and he's a financial guy what in the world yeah so uh we talk about a lot of things so right now what's going on over at the facebook page james L. paris on facebook my page is exploding over this post the keto diet and a lot of people are posting things up there tonight my page is public so you can just go over there and read and contribute without even friending me But it would be cool if you wanted to friend me i'll look at pictures of your baby (laughs) people they post the pic you know when they have a new baby that baby's cute but but the 100th picture the 500th picture uh (laughs) maybe too much okay so you can find me on facebook james l paris so i was minding my own business watching cnn which is what i do on occasion and out trots jesse jackson jr if you remember went to prison i guess he's not officially done with his prison sentence they they put you in like what you go from prison to like a halfway house and then you go to like a rehabilitation center you like get kind of released in like phases so he's almost done and it was interesting he appeared on the cnn saturday morning uh show and it was interesting i'll give you the positive and the negative so his mother told him she would write him every day when he was in prison. And, you know, think about a fall from grace. This is Jesse Jackson, Jr., the son of Jesse Jackson. He, he you know, goes all the way through college, including law school, graduates, uh, passes the bar exam, becomes a lawyer, runs for Congress, becomes a congressman, actually one of the youngest uh, people in Congress. And I don't know how many terms he served, but you know this guy's like the star of the family, right? I mean Jesse Jackson Jr. He's got the name, he's got the pedigree, the law degree, he's got uh, you know the um, you, you know he's he's elected to Congress at, at a young age, and then it turns out that he uh, turned out to be guilty of uh, misusing campaign finance money, and it was interesting to note that he was actually prosecuted by Robert Mueller, and he brought that up. On his interview, he said something like, if you know, when Robert Mueller is prosecuting you, if he doesn't find one thing, he'll find another. And he sort of sounded like I'm a victim. I really wasn't guilty, but he was really guilty. I mean, he was spending uh, apparently, you know, it was a large amount of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, on like memorabilia, sports memorabilia, Michael Jackson memorabilia, all all funded trips, all kinds of crazy spending with campaign finance money, which you're not allowed to do um, because that money is, is is set aside, it's sacrosanct for campaign expenses. But in any case, it was a very touching interview on the one hand that his mother promised him she would write a letter to him every day while he was in prison. And she, in fact, did that. And he talked about how much that meant to him that every single day they would have a mail call and they would say Jackson and his his name would be called. And there was a letter from his mother. She wrote him a letter every single day for, I I believe, the two or three years he was in federal prison. So what they decided to do is to take these letters and turn them into a book. And now the mother and the son, uh, Jesse Jackson Jr. and his mother, are doing the media circuit uh, promoting this book, which that's that's fantastic. I love that. I love that story. That's a, that's a heartwarming story. Who could not love that story? Okay, but and here's here's the big but. It 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 made me start. You know, it the mother then goes into uh, how we need to find a solution other than prison for people that commit nonviolent crimes and you know I, i'm not sure that i'm 100 percent on board with what trump did releasing all of these uh prisoners and you know anyone i my here's my problem what do we define as nonviolent as a crime i don't know i think selling drugs is violent because people get addicted to drugs and they die so I mean I, I I don't care. I mean you might think well it's you know voluntary uh, transaction. I, I don't I don't think selling drugs is a nonviolent crime. You may disagree, um, but but is this so? That would mean that everybody guilty of white collar crime, which by its definition is not violent, would not go to prison. Is that doesn't seem right to me. I mean that would mean that um, if you let's say instead of robbing a bank with a gun. You, let's say, uh, hacked into their computer and maybe illegally wired out all the money of the bank into your own account offshore somewhere or somehow embezzled money or somehow sold fraudulent investments. Those would all be considered nonviolent crimes, but people today Go to prison for those things because it is a deterrent. It's, you know, those that might be considering doing such things say, well, but then again, I could end up down there with Bernard Madoff in in uh, Butner prison in North Carolina, which is, I guess, where uh, Jesse Jackson Jr. served uh, his uh, first couple of years in prison. These are minimum security prisons that the white collar criminals go to. Many of them have facilities like like, um, you know, uh, golf courses, tennis, tennis uh, courts, things like that. Um, They have college classes you can take. Um, They're not like you're thinking of in terms of like a maximum security prison. Uh, These are more like in some cases, people compare them to like a college campus is, is how they're run. Yes, you're separated from your family. That's, that's the tragedy. It's the family, the kids especially, that are affected by this. But, you know, there was that thought. The mother says, you know, maybe uh, nonviolent offenders, you know, uh, insert my son's name, I guess you would say, uh, Jesse Jackson Jr. being Exhibit A here uh, as we're talking about this. Maybe he shouldn't uh, have gone to prison. That was sort of the implication. That's what I took from it. And that part of it I didn't agree with at all. And then I sort of started Googling Jesse Jackson Jr.'s name. And then I hit this story, which I talked about before on the show, posted before on social media, which people cannot believe. But it's true. Google it yourself. That Jesse Jackson, Jr., according to uh, the Chicago Tribune and other major media, they are reporting that he received something like one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year. Still, I guess, uh, through all these years uh, for some kind of disability claim related to. The stress that he had, the condition he ended up with, I don't know if it was PTSD, but some stress-related disorder related to him being caught for what he was doing and then prosecuted. And I mean, I don't know how that could be a disability claim. Somehow he gets disability payments and workers' compensation payments totally more than $125,000 a year. Um, that is hard for me to fathom. Um, But that is, you can Google it, Jesse Jackson Jr. Disability Payments, and read it for yourself. All right, before we run out of time, uh, the GoPro Hero 7, um, which I upgraded my GoPro, which if you followed me when I was on my trip in South Korea last year, I was filming that with the GoPro Hero 5. But I was able to upgrade to the Hero 7, Through a program they have where you can upgrade and pay a little bit to do that. Um, It is amazing now with this GoPro Hero 7. It films in 4K. 4K. That is four times the resolution of, of high definition of HD. That's four times. And on top of that, you can film underwater. And it has a built-in microphone and everything. And it has, with this new Hero 7, it has built-in stabilization, which means if you're walking or running or maybe you're connecting it on your bicycle, which I've done this before, you know, let's go on a bike ride. And I've done films like that in different cities. It actually takes away that bumpiness, like on a bike ride or even if you're running with it or walking with it. It has a built-in gyroscope, and then it has a program that senses the movement of the camera and then smooths that all out it's incredible and it's less than four hundred dollars for this camera i mean it's just amazing what these little cameras can do all right we'll take a break for news and announcements when we come back we'll be talking about the antichrist the new dvd out our guest will be justin fall we'll be back